Today's episode of the Chromecast is brought to you by Visor for Chromebooks. If you manage Chromebooks for a school or a school district, you'll need to listen to this, especially if you're tracking those Chromebooks in a spreadsheet. Visor for Chromebooks is a Chromebook management solution and it seamlessly integrates with the Google Admin Console and your student information system. With Visor for Chromebooks, you can easily see which student has which Chromebook, manage repairs and automate processes for lost or stolen devices, such as notifying parents and remotely disabling the device. So ditch those spreadsheets and do a Google search right now for Visor for Chromebooks. That's V-I-Z-O-R for Chromebooks. Welcome to the Chromecast, the official podcast from Chrome Unbox, where we unpack everything from hardware to software in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS so that you can be more informed on all the latest updates, changes, and devices. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Chromecast. My name is Joe Humphrey, and today I am joined by Gabriel Brangers. Good morning. And Robbie Payne. Hey, happy CES week. Yeah, yes. this this has been uh, this has been a crazy week for us and we were in quarantine last week and if you listened to our podcast last week, the audio wasn't quite the same. So we're back to our nice crispy audio. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say we have a great sounding podcast. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Yeah, I would say yeah. that. We'll pat I, ourselves on the yeah, back here. I think it sounds good. And and it was super affordable. So it was super if affordable. If you're wanting to start a podcast then uh, Yeah. It's, it doesn't have to cost a ton of money. It doesn't. It's about just getting good quality gear and, and setting up. I think the board helps a ton. Like having these yeah. these kind of uh, having our basic controls, our EQ controls here. Like if you buy a little cheap one, you may not get that. I think that helps. But okay. Yeah. CES. Uh, that is going to be the podcast today. So hope you're interested in upcoming hardware because we're geeked. Yeah, and, and I mean, last week, that's that, what's funny is last week we did the podcast, and that's we thought we were already talking about everything that was going to be released. Yeah, like we, we thought, thought we were done before we it our even CES started. was done. Like, I mean, I'm looking at the thumbnail for the podcast last week, and it's I had Vegas and CES uh-huh. and stuff on there. Now you got to make a new one. We might use the same <laughs> thumbnail. I might I have to get creative and find like the show room Updated. floor or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it, it's CES 2021. We're not in Vegas, and there are new Chromebooks, and it's like. That all those things are the same, but there's more Chromebooks. Yeah, by a factor of two point five. Exactly. So let's run through wow. those devices that we did talk about last week. In case someone didn't listen, let's just kind of get everybody up to speed as far as what devices we knew about as of last week. Yeah, I mean, quickly the uh, and, and Gabe's put out a video on this now, and there's there's plenty of stuff on the website to go check out if you want to learn more about it. But the Acer uh, Spin five fourteen. Uh, AMD processors, uh, some some different variations. Uh, what is it? Eight and sixteen gigs of RAM. Yeah, there's eight, a four as well. There is there. a four. So the, the the base model is four sixty four EMMC, but it goes up to it goes up to two fifty six. I think yeah, two fifty six. Ryzen seven sixteen gig two fifty six and has most of the bells and whistles. No fingerprint sensor. That's really yeah. the only omission that they have. And on it's it. not a glass trackpad. Yeah, uh, but you know, backlit keyboard and a good-looking screen, fourteen inches. Keyboard's and good. It's, mm-hmm. it's built a little better, I feel like, than like the Spin Seven Thirteen, which is one of my quibbles with the yeah. The, spin. the, the tolerances are a little bit. T- I remembered tolerances. Yeah, tolerances. tolerances. The tolerances uh, are basically a little, the way the way it all comes together. Yeah, what what they <laughs> allow in the the play of the design of the device, right. but that's because it is mil spec rated, so it does have to be a little little tighter around the hinges, a little right. tighter on the chassis, and it does. It just feels better but it doesn't feel clunky either mm-hmm. i've never right. once picked it up and thought because we've had some enterprise devices in here that were bulky yeah and it's not it, i mean it you could pick it up and mistake it for the 713 if you if you didn't use it on a daily basis robbie yeah. could. robbie wouldn't he no would i would immediately but, but i also use the the 713 every day yeah so so um, um, overall, great device. Um, just hoping they they price it accordingly. We've seen the the Lenovo's uh, Ryzen five version is twelve hundred dollars, and it might. Uh, I want to say it might be worth twelve hundred dollars. I really don't think it is because for twelve hundred dollars you can get pretty much a maxed out Intel 
device for right. whoever yeah, you want. I just, so I can't see that making a ton of sense, except but those are enterprise devices. So right. you know they get that some weird pricing, uh, some weird things going on there. Uh, the other main piece of hardware was the Samsung Galaxy Chromebook 2, and we talked at length about it last week, so I'm not going to go into depth here. We have some content on both YouTube about our thoughts about this device, um, the announcement type info, some some reactions to it, all that kind of stuff. So go, we'll link that stuff. We're gonna link all that stuff in the uh, in the in the notes, and and you can go kind of uh, involve yourself with that to to the degree you see fit, but. What I will say about this device is I think it's going to be more interesting than a lot of people are thinking um, because you have to think about the fact that the people that are keeping up right now with this device that are like, oh, what's it got in it and what's it going to do and how's it going to do that? All of us, I'm putting me in that in that group, all of us uh, are very much in the minority of the people that will potentially buy this device. And I think Samsung did something pretty smart this time around when while I shocked that it doesn't seem at this point that they're going to put out a tiger lake chromebook uh, seems really strange uh, but we just have not seen any evidence of this and it's we, we can peg samsung devices pretty quickly in the repositories doesn't, doesn't seem like it's happening um, this looks like it's going to be their device for this year but it does a lot of good things i know it's not the latest gen processor and i know it's not uh, even the highest version of the latest gen processor and i know it removed some things from the original, but it also cut $300 off the MSRP to start with. And I think they're leaving all the pieces in place that ultimately are going to, could make for a really great Chromebook experience. And I just, I keep liking it, likening it to the Pixelbook Go that launched with old, older processors that launched with not the best quality screen and the Google Chromebook family, you know, like it was a downgrade in multiple ways for Google made Chromebooks across the board. And yet it is an absolute pleasure to use. And so I, I think not, not all about the spec sheet. It's not, it just <laughs> it's, isn't. It's, it's about other the things. experience yeah. and, and it's not going to be slow. Like an, a 10th gen core i3 is plenty fast. Eight gigs of RAM is plenty in it's a Chromebook. Be fine, yeah. Yeah. All of those pieces are going to be fine. And there's plenty of Chromebooks that don't have fingerprint scanners. And it's it, honestly, it's okay. You know, it's going to have a knockout screen. It has a great aesthetic. It, from what we can tell, it looks good and feels good in the hand, you know, like, so, I mean, there's there's a bunch of good stuff going for it. So, we'll see. I Especially think they, if it goes on sale. Yeah. Too. Like, I, I, it's on sale at, like, 600 bucks all the yeah, time or 550 it, It's going to be a it's gonna be a go-to recommendation, I think. You know, once we get it in, we, we obviously have to get right. this thing in and test it. And, right. You know, there's always maybe some unknowns that, that could pop up. Yeah, because if, um, if it doesn't feel good to use it, if it's not enjoyable. Oh, look at these. They're they, making these claims with the speakers, too. And yeah. Like, those, are, those are all the pieces that make me love the Pixelbook exactly. Go. So, I'm like... I I feel like there's this good chance that I'm going to be like, man, talk about like a dark horse kind of Chromebook release here. Like, I wouldn't look at this announcement. I wouldn't look at that spec sheet. I wouldn't look at anything that we've seen and say, oh, that I, I'm interested in that Chromebook. But I don't know the way that stuff is coming together. Maybe maybe it's going to be kind of awesome. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, and for the price, I mean, so we have official pricing for that one. It's uh, six ninety nine for the i three, and then I keep wanting a, to say six fifty, but that's the Pixel. It's a five forty nine, uh, but it drops down to a Celeron with four gigs of RAM, and uh, like that one's a really tough sell to me. Yeah, I mean, if it was Celeron with eight gigs, it maybe, but yeah, right, but still, you're taking a lot of knocks there. Is that the? That's the U series Celeron, yeah. right? Okay, so it's not a bad processor. No, but that I've used a Chromebox with four gigs of RAM with that processor, and it's. You get 10 struggle. tabs open and some media going, and it's it's struggles. It's a rough yeah. time. And yeah. so, like, to me, when you start talking about performance hits that you don't have to talk about in the Core i3 model, like, most Chromebook users aren't going to run into performance issues on that. The Celeron, you you probably are. Um, there's a good chance you're going to you're gonna run into some slowdown. But you still get all of the cool outer benefits. You're still going to get the great speakers. You still get a QLED screen, back of the keyboard, uh, assuming it's a really nice touchpad, Red aesthetic, you know, the build quality, the you know, convertible form factor, USI stylus, blah, blah, blah. All that stuff's still along for the ride. And so... It's like they pared it down where they needed to, yeah, but kept right. Which is a exactly, lot of the yeah. kind of... Pixelbook. Essence. Pixelbook of, Go. Yeah, Pixelbook Go. Same Pixelbook thing. Go, yeah. Refine the things that needed to be refined, cut off the excess, lower the price, but it's Samsung, so they can still kind of ask a premium. But I agree, yeah. if it's $100 off... In a month or two, 
it'll be it'll, a solid purchase. I mean, isn't it right now? If you sign up for the pre-order, they're already offering eighty dollars off. Right, I, really, eighty dollar credit. Um, so I don't know how huh. that credit gets applied. I, I put we my re- email in. I have not gotten my email back we, yet. So we'll we see. wrote about that, didn't we? Did you write about that? Uh, I, I threw it in my the I don't article. That. I, maybe I've just seen it. I haven't. We haven't wrote about yeah, it. Yeah, I just I threw it in the article. And I, I might have. Uh, it, I put it in one of the articles. Just said, yeah. you know, that's there. But maybe until it's, I know it's a thing, I'm not putting that out there. Cause absolutely. Yeah. It could be eighty dollars store credit after purchase. Yeah. And I'm like that's, something. Something. Yeah. I don't want eighty dollars to Samsung store. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. But Gabe has a good point though. Like you know, there's going to be people that will buy that Chromebook over another similarly priced yep. Chromebook just because it's Samsung and it has yep. Galaxy in the yep. name. Yep. And they know that. And that's, and that's why fine. they kept the that's, name kind of similar, I oh, think. 100%. Because um, we talked about that last week, and we don't have to get into all that, but it, it's weird that it's called the Galaxy Chromebook 2, when in reality it is not a no. true predecessor. Uh, no. Successor. Successor. Predecessor would be before. It yeah. is It is not a true successor to the... No, it's an you know, offshoot. You know? It is. It's a um, sibling. It's a no cousin. <laughs> it, it, this literally would be... No, I thought about this the other day. It would be no different than if the Pixelbook Go came out as the Pixelbook 2. Exactly. We'd all have been like, what the hell are you doing? Like, this is just Google doing something dumb. Yeah. You know, but in, instead here at Samsung doing it. When they have multiple products in their Galaxy line that they differentiate... Have different names. The tab, yeah. Galaxy Tab A... So this yeah, could have been a Galaxy thing, Chromebook yeah. A. Uh, they have Alpha in their in their um, uh, Galaxy Book lineup. Mm-hmm. So when so I mean they have different stuff they could have done here. And <laughs> Why can't I find this? They thing? chose not to do it. What are you trying to look for? The two. I can't find it on their website. They don't have any any direct way to get to it. No, uh-huh. I think I linked it in one of my articles or something. It. I got but, it. I found it. Uh, but yeah, I mean the, the fact that they're offering that, assuming it come that email comes in and and it it actually is like eighty bucks off the purchase price. That's, to offer it right out of the gate, eighty dollars off tells that, me a little bit. They're gonna of price it, yeah. It's, price it down. They they priced it that way so it could be on sale, yeah. And which is fine. And it feels like Samsung yeah. learned some things. You know, like the Galaxy Chromebook from last year. Um, you know, they missed on a few key elements, but it feels like they almost threw everything at it. Like it was like we want this thing to just be good at everything, and they got really close. Uh, to be fair, but you know they missed on some key elements. So it seems like they looked at that stuff. They looked at um, you know, the, the ways that they failed, they looked at the market, they looked at what's working and they made adjustments and they, they almost like relaunched the galaxy Chromebook with a, just a different mindset almost. And the interesting part there is if they spent that much time and attention on figuring out what's working in the Chrome OS space, what they probably figured out is Chromebooks that are priced in one way and go on sale do really well. People like, I mean, that's just general, you know, human nature. We like things on sale. Chromebooks specifically, like they do much better when they have an MSRP and are on a markdown. HP knows this. They've they've done it for a long time. And the X360 14C came out. We're like, eh, it might be a little bit overpriced. That thing's been on sale almost the entire time it's been available. I mean, it's probably spent more time on sale than not on sale. And so, and, and the same thing. I have the Acer Spin 713. It's not been on sale as often, but it's on sale plenty. Um, and it it brings crazy amounts of stuff to the table. And even Lenovo's devices that are already priced very low get put on sale a lot. And so it's just for right now, that's a trend in the Chromebook space. And it seems like I'm hoping that Samsung not only changed some hardware things, but maybe changed some thoughts on how they're going to go about selling these devices too. Cause they clearly are aiming for uh, a more mass market device. When you, when you drop down to a $700 Chromebook, you're, you're targeting more of the mass audience. You're, you're not just hitting that upper echelon. So, if, if that's the case, you know, you need to know your audience. You might be able to get $600 on a regular basis just because it's a Samsung on some slightly outdated hardware. $700 pushes it a little bit. Oh, I yeah, think. it does. Yeah. Now, I, I say all of that to come back and say, if when we get this thing in and I use it, you get that Pixelbook Go vibe from it where it's just like, I know it's not the best of everything, but my God, I love just picking this thing up and using it. Okay. It's it Samsung worth, and it has that just worth it, it yeah. factor. Yep. Yeah, okay. Six ninety nine. Six ninety nine it is. To clarify it, it is a credit. That's all it is. So I just signed up and I got the email instantly. Did you really? So look check your spam folder. So <laughs> you get thirty dollar instant credit to use when you pre order. Then once you use that thirty dollar instant credit, you get another fifty dollar instant credit. So it's only for the Samsung it's, store. That's for the but, next purchase, basically. But it's for your next purchase. You yes. can't use it on this purchase. Nope. Okay. Thirty dollars. It says thirty (laughs) dollars toward perfectly paired accessories. So you're getting eighty bucks total 
towards, towards other Samsung stuff. Yes. Good. So, so you can't need. use that 30 towards the, the device nope. purchasing the Chromebook? Nope. Huh. Can you no. return it? Oh, my gosh. Here we go. Then he's already. It. You he's, can. He's already <laughs> scheming. My so guess is if you return it, it you're, buy two credits, of them. <laughs> your credits will go way out. Yeah. Okay. No, just buy two of them and, and return, return one of them. And then they're gonna they're gonna give me they're gonna take my credits back away. Probably. <laughs> if you use those credits for that, you just needed two of them. Maybe what Samsung. Do they know? <laughs> maybe Samsung will just send us one. That would be great. I say maybe they're gonna send us one. Yeah. I when? just don't know if they'll send it to us soon enough. Yeah. You when? never know. When with, with Chromebooks, they're always just like laissez faire. Yeah. Everybody like, ah, is. We'll, we'll get it. Over it'll to get there when it whenever. gets there. You know what I'm saying? You'll you'll get it. I wish I wish we. You know, in another time without COVID, we could have been in New York and gotten some footage at their dope place they have <sighs> yeah, up there. Without offices. COVID, we would have been in Las Vegas and it's true. Just have gotten footage there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but we're not going to go down that rabbit hole. No, again. we got a bit nostalgic last night during our uh, yeah. our Patreon Canary Crew live stream. I told you I was going to mention it somehow. I, I was going to work it them. in. I even told everybody last night. I was like, I'm going to work this in somehow. No, I, I mean, really though, we did. We we kind of went down that rabbit hole a little bit of thinking about how much fun it is to get to go to that show and, and the vibe and the energy and, and that sort of stuff. And honestly, until yesterday and the day before, I felt totally weird about CES. I didn't have any of that energy. Yeah, it was like it but was then, coming through my feed and I was just like, uh-huh, But whatever. then we had a new announcement pop up. <laughs> I'll say pop up because uh, it it's a bit unexpected for us. And then it was like full blown CES mode. Yeah, yeah, because we were scrambling. <laughs> yeah, well, and you know that happened right in the middle. We were having a, a a business meeting that we don't this type of meeting we don't have very often. So it was an important meeting, a long one. And we're right in the middle of that, and Gabe gets an email from a contact you haven't heard from, and it's two or three years since yeah, I, yeah. an ASUS contact. It's like, oh, by the way, you might want to see this press release. And so he's looking at it, and then there's all these new Chromebooks in there. Yep. And no kidding, last week we sat in a press event, uh, a pre-CES press event to say, hey, here's all the embargoed info. We signed our life away, you know, that we wouldn't say anything about the stuff. We sat through the entire thing. There wasn't a even a peep about a Chromebook. And maybe Nothing. shame on us because this was a press event. We knew a- uh, Asus was having a, a public CES launch event. I mean, Maybe shame on us for just assuming, but when you sit through a 45-minute long press release and they send you press kits and images and press releases and there's nothing about it in there. Well, here's the other thing, too. 99.99% of the time, you sit through these things and then they send you the follow-up details that are all about the thing you sat through. Lenovo is a perfect example. We sat through that thing. There was no Chromebooks mentioned. They sent us the press kits six individual emails with all the stuff they're going to announce at CES. No, no Chromebooks in that stuff. And we reached out and said, are you just making sure there's no Chromebooks? No, there's no Chromebooks. And so it felt like a dumb question. We sat through the thing that was prepared for press. So we do the same thing for Asus and they send it over the press materials. And to be frank, you know, we sat through the press event already. I'm not going to go dig through a bunch of press materials for stuff that we're not going to talk about. Right. And I'm not interested in. Right. And so I mean, we're we not didn't. the biggest outlet in the world, but we have direct contacts with most of our most of these manufacturers, and they know what we cover. So generally, it's like, hey, there's this thing going on, but there's nothing that really relates to you. Or hey, this thing going on, and by the way, here's some Chromebooks that right, and we didn't get any of that. No, and so we just. <laughs> I just assumed that there was no Chromebooks. Well, buried in that press material there, there were some Chromebooks. There were a few paragraphs in there about these Chromebooks. And yeah. and so their live thing happened on Wednesday. Yep. Yeah, on Wednesday at 1 o'clock. Yeah. You know, and so we're in our meeting, and it's one twenty-seven, and this email comes through, and we're looking, and we're seeing, oh, on their live stream, they just mentioned two new Chromebooks and, like, had ad stuff around them and talking about all the specs, and we're just... We're in the middle of this meeting. It's like, well, we're already late. There's no way we yeah, can Yeah, because scramble. we got the email 20 minutes after the after event the press, happened. Right. So, so it wasn't like, like we could sit and Everyone watch else had it. already published. It's yeah, like, whatever. We're looking around. <laughs> there's stuff out. And it's yeah. just like, daggone it. You know, it, it sucks when stuff happens like that. But it kind of got us in that CES scramble mode of, oh, we didn't know this is a thing. And let's let's turn and burn on some stuff. And, you yeah. know, we got a video out. We got a couple videos out about the Asus uh, Chromebooks. Um, yeah, we did a video that we've never done before, which is a uh, uh, supercut, a, a pared yeah. down supercut of an event video, hmm. a keynote, and it was really cool. 
I we it was it wasn't it wasn't too much of an edit as far as you know chopping it all together, and I it seems like people like it, so that was cool. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, we'll link it. But it's uh yeah. So we basically just hey, if you want to know just about the Chromebook stuff in this keynote, go watch our video in yeah. three minutes. Cut it together three minutes. You could see all the details and kind of it's these things are fun, especially ASUS's you know events because whoever they hire to do all their graphic design Insane, stuff, is, it's always oh, it's really great. well done. Yeah. Uh, so you get to kind of just drool over these new devices and see them, you know, and see kind of what they're going to look like and all that stuff. And uh, so they did two of those. And then one of them, what, the third Chromebook is kind of a replication of one of, we'll talk about it yeah, in a second, right. but uh, swaps out processors. They did not put that one in the keynote. But ultimately, yeah, it was a, a quick turn. You know, we had to turn around and get all this stuff together and get it all out and yeah, made it work. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, yeah. It, it has similar energy that we have out in Vegas when it's like, let's go get this, and then we're going to go back to the room, and I'm, who's uh, who's doing this? I'm doing this. I'm going to work on this video. Right. Let's get this out. It was, it was just fun. It was fun. So let's take a quick break for an ad, and we'll come back and talk about those three Asus devices. This podcast is brought to you by NordVPN. We recommend the service, and we use NordVPN because they keep your browsing secure and private on any device. Whether you're using a Chromebook, an Android device, a Mac, an iPhone, or a Windows device, NordVPN is going to protect your browsing. They also have 24-7 customer support in case you ever have any issues, and they offer a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you want to learn more and maybe give it a try, head over to chromeunbox.com forward slash Nord, N-O-R-D. Today's episode of the Chromecast is brought to you by Visor for Chromebooks. If you manage Chromebooks for a school or a school district, you'll need to listen to this, especially if you're tracking those Chromebooks in a spreadsheet. Visor for Chromebooks is a Chromebook management solution and it seamlessly integrates with the Google Admin Console and your student information system. With Visor for Chromebooks, you can easily see which student has which Chromebook, manage repairs and automate processes for lost or stolen devices, such as notifying parents and remotely disabling the device. So ditch those spreadsheets and do a Google search right now for Visor for Chromebooks. That's V-I-Z-O-R for Chromebooks. Alrighty, welcome back everybody. As promised, we're gonna dig into those Asus devices that were announced this week and that we didn't know about. And then we rapid fire got some content out. But that's, yeah, that was, we can do that, which is fun. It you know? was a, uh, it was a little overwhelming, actually. Yeah, oh, that day because sure. I mean, uh, as Robbie said, we had we had a meeting that day, and it was one that we had not had in a while, and uh, I think we're good two and a half, three hours because right. we yeah. had a lot of stuff. We need, you know, we're going into a new year. We have a we have a full time employee, and we're we're looking to the future. So we had a lot of stuff to spitball and just just mm-hmm. talk about. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, when that happened. It was already mid afternoon, yeah. And we After had to we'd already out, been talking since. Yeah, lunch. we're like, we can't, we can't, we don't have to jump up right this second. We can finish doing what we're doing, <laughs> but we know. But we, we have also to work on can't this. <laughs> put this on the back burner and do it on Saturday. So yeah, right. we had to get some stuff done, and yeah, we did. It, was, it wasn't like there's one press release we could just look nope. at and be like, here's all the stats. There were multiple all press the releases. Place. There were folders and Google yeah, Drive and, and, the, and, and the video this to this, and, and, yeah. and it, it it was just. Um, yeah, it was more overwhelming than it normally is. But the end result, and especially because it was three devices, and so it's having to sift through, like, what's the difference in these, and why is this one important? How's this going to work? Because we don't have pricing, and we have, you know, quarterly availability here. But, um, you know, it was, it was just trying to figure out, like, where do these kind of fit? And after, you know, pouring over this for a couple hours and thinking about it, and, you know, by the time we got done making the video and stuff, it was like, I kind of see where Asus is going here. Uh, yeah, because like, and well, Robbie can get more into the details. But the first device, the CX nine, they they piggybacked it off of the first device that they showed, and he the I was it Ex- st- Expert Book B nine. Yeah, so was it still the CEO talking at that point? It was. So yeah. you know he's he's standing like virtually in an office space where people are walking up with the device in their hand. He's like these, you know, he said these are for. It, you know, senior level executive type, whatever. And then it rolls into the expert book and then it rolls into the he, he, Chromebook. The, the transition was like, if for those who prefer a cloud-based approach to, yeah. to getting work done, we've done this. And right. it was, it's like, Oh look, here's the same 
the same device. Yeah, which that, they, they understand the OEMs are, are getting on board with the fact that many enterprises are embracing the cloud, but they still want that executive level hardware and stuff. Right. So they have to design Chromebooks for those people. And those people are used to paying $1,500, $1,600 for a Windows device. So your average non-tech related executive probably doesn't care as long as it does what they need it to do. Or, and or they certainly don't care what it costs. That's all figured in the IT department. Right, because yeah, they probably care. don't even know. The, the they, IT guy goes, here's your new Chromebook. Yeah, They're like, Somewhere cool. he signed a piece of paper saying, yeah, I approve this budget, but he don't care. He yeah. knows we have a budget for these types of devices and buy whatever works. Yep. You know, so. And then that's that's part of the trend I think we're seeing uh, as we move into 2021 that, that'll get upended a little bit, but this happened a lot in 2020. It's like if there was a high-end device that had high-end internals, they just they're aiming that stuff at enterprise, and um, you know I get it. Uh, I don't I don't love that, um, but at the same time, you know we made a whole video about mid range Chromebooks kind of taking over in twenty twenty in the consumer market, and that's why you know uh, they've gotten good enough that you're not missing out on too much of the the higher end Chromebook experience for way less money. Um, so you know it's it's interesting because ASUS is not leveraging the CX nine, for instance, at only executives. I mean, that's clearly who it's built for, but they're they're not appending like Chromebook Enterprise nope. onto it or anything. And they didn't even talk about you know the the add-ons and all the the business. So they never even stuff. mentioned it actually. No. Chrome Chrome Enterprise upgrade. So I just think they they know like like Gabe was saying, this is a the type of device that those types of people are going to want to have. Right. Like, oh, yeah. it, it looks very business professional and. It looks super, super Right, and if I'm buying these awesome. for my company and I'm the IT director or I'm the CTO or whatever, I already know that that stuff comes along with it. I have to buy those enterprise upgrades. Because right. so like Acer with the 514, they've done a smart thing. They, they're they releasing a 514 and they're releasing a 514 enterprise. It's the same device. It's just right. one offers the Chrome enterprise upgrade and the people that need that will purchase it through the relevant channels. But for the consumers, that doesn't matter. Right. And so, so it, you know, I get the whole Chromebook Enterprise thing that they've done and stuff. But I think manufacturers making devices, like with that in the title and with that in the model name, like why, why, I do, think, why do that? Yeah, I think personally they need to get away from that. They need yeah. to, in the specs, they need to explain what the Enterprise upgrade is and say this is Because in all honesty, I can buy a Lenovo Duet and buy a I can right. buy an enterprise upgrade for right. it. You just go to a reseller and buy it. Go to Google and buy it, whatever. They need to get away from that because if they really truly are trying to play both sides of the fence and get enterprise and consumers, you're just confusing consumers. Yeah, because like, what's, oh, differ- what's the difference? I can't, I can't yeah. have that. What's the difference? Oh, okay. Well, maybe I want the enterprise one because it's rugged. Or No, they're the same device. They right. just have a different piece of software. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah, so yeah, I'd, I'd love to see that get honed in a little bit in 2021. And I think just by nature of the market, that's going to have to happen or it's going to be forced to happen because like, this is just the tip of the iceberg for, for this year. We are going to have a ton of new Chromebooks. Um, and we've, we've known it, you know, by the end of 2020, we knew it yeah. and it's already starting. Like we kept saying it was going to happen in 2020 and then, uh, you know, pandemic. Yeah. It got all, <laughs> it got all wonky in 2020. Uh, because there's some, there's some, uh, pent up, devices that probably would have released in 2020 exactly. i mean part of me wonders if samsung's galaxy chromebook 2 wouldn't have come out in 2020 if it would have been their druthers like i don't know that they would have launched it at ces um i don't know <laughs> i could be wrong but i mean that thing had went into development in february 2020 yeah like right after ces it was already being worked on yeah. what's its name again what's night, the board night fury, night fury. Gosh, so it was i knew that it was you know it was in development forever right it's not like it was a new baseboard or anything it's right. same baseboard that two devices that were already on sale you know had, had been delivered and so yeah it was it was weird that it waited this long to yeah come and out. it is weird too because you're looking at a year later and it almost feels it kind of feels like Samsung learned a lesson from the original Galaxy Chromebook, but they really didn't because this Chromebook was already in the works before That's the true. Galaxy Chromebook. That's true. It's all of its issues were were revealed, so it's like super weird. Like it, it makes you wonder what happens behind the scenes. Yeah. Like what what yeah. was the development process? What was the thinking? And all like that. Some of that stuff we may never know, but um, yeah, it's it's a it's an interesting play from Samsung and. 
I think there's going to be some more of it because uh, there's some hatch devices still out there that haven't materialized yet. Yeah, so, there, there will be more, absolutely. You know, because the Chromebook makers can now, it's no different than phone makers. Like, there's rumors, for instance, that OnePlus, OnePlus 9 is going to come out, you know, in the next six weeks or whatever. It'll it'll be released. There'll be the OnePlus 9 with the Snapdragon 888 and blah, 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 that kind of stuff. But they're going to do like a OnePlus 9 Lite or something, and it's going to come with the 865, which... Again, will be a super weird play because the OnePlus 8T has the 865. So yeah. I don't know what they're going to do with that, but that doesn't matter. What's this? Uh, that's an 865. Okay. No. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's 865. I'm sorry. The 8T has 865 plus. Right. So right, it'll yeah, overclock 865. One, yeah. um, and so, I, you know, I don't, I don't know how all that'll work or whatever. But you're starting to see phone manufacturers realize like. Honestly, since the 845, 855 Snapdragon, that those lines, things have gotten better. And from what I understand, like the 888 is going to be a big move forward. I think that's why they just kind of went away from the model naming and all that stuff. Like it's a big step forward from processing angle. But you know, the last few years, it's been like, uh, yeah, like I'm rocking a phone. The 7T has an 855 plus in it. I think I don't know. I don't even know. And I don't ever think like, oh god, this thing's so slow. Like. We, we kind of got over a hump uh, from processors. And so you can now put out a new phone model with maybe last year's processor in it. As long as you can figure out a way to maintain it and let it still have you know some life in it for the next two or three years, you can get away with that and save you a lot of money. And so I think Chromebook manufacturers can do the same thing. Like we're going to see some MediaTek 8183 devices still coming out. I mean, there's a bunch of those Kukui devices that haven't materialized yet. They're going to show up, probably right. education, but... It makes it that like the longer they wait to put in these last gen processors, the cheaper the manufacturing gets on those because those chip makers are wanting to push their newer things. And so, anyway, all that to say, like, I think we're going to see some of that stuff happening in 2021, but we're also going to have all the Tiger Lake Intel stuff, like this new ASUS X9 or CX9, you know, and we're going to have mid range Tiger Lake devices. But then that's not to say anything about all the new MediaTek stuff that's coming and the Snapdragon Chromebooks and yeah, neither of it's, these. It's going to be a bunch. Of neither stuff. of these ASUS, ASUSes, ASI, ASI, ASI. Everyone will know what that is. <laughs> neither Asi. of these ASUS Chromebooks have a Pentium or Celeron offering, do they? They're uh, all core, aren't they? Is that yes? Because yeah. I'm thinking of the AMD one. Yeah, i three, i five, i seven. So yeah, I mean, we have any? Who knows? I mean, I would presume that the Celeron, the U, well, they're not used; they're G's on Tiger Lake. Oh, really? Yeah, they're perfect. Yeah, because they're (laughs) the. Let's add it a little. Well, yeah, they're the hybrids that have the XE graphics. But if they have a Celeron G series and like a Pentium Gold or whatever that is, those are probably still going to be real. You're talking. They'll be good. They'll probably smoke like a Pixel, but go. You yeah, know. yeah, an eighth gen like M3 processor, it'll 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 be faster than that yeah. at at a Celeron type pricing. So that's a whole nother sphere of things we haven't even seen yet. And so there, there's pent up demand for one, and then there's like pent up manufacturing. Like there yep. there are these devices that manufacturers have wanted to get out and are are going to be ready to start pushing. Um, I mean, think about like with Intel's uh, keynote, they they the guy picked up an, an Acer like this Acer Chromebook and put it back down, you know, which looked <laughs> he, like it looked like it. He just moved it quickly so you could never oh, focus it, on he it. He picked it up and he held it and he stared at the camera the entire time. Like sometimes you need to break stare, bro. Yeah. Like Slow I, down. I don't want you looking at me while you're doing that. Um, and so you're just scaring me. <laughs> why do you keep staring at me? Like you can look at the thing you're picking up, man. But anyway, so <laughs> these press conferences are fun. Yeah, but so like that's it's a perfect point though. Like he picked up a random Acer Chromebook. We still like I can tell you. You know, straight up, not, a lot of times we got to keep our mouth shut about embargoes. We know nothing about this device. Uh, we don't. We don't have. I have my inklings. Like I think it's going to be the Spin Seven Twenty Three Thirteen Twenty. I, I don't know. The last one was a Spin Thirteen, but it was technically modeled Seven Thirteen, wasn't it? The first one. Yeah, it technically was the the, the model number is Seven Thirteen because yeah. that one's one pw and this one's two pw so yeah, they so literally they, just changed one digit they got on some it. they got some good juju with uh acer spin 713 but what so were the enterprise ones that we went to new york for that was the 714 715 yes so but they didn't I have spin know. they weren't spins that's right um, but yeah, whatever it's it, it looks very much like the spin 713 and yeah. maybe they'll stick with that maybe they'll change the name whatever but it was a perfect example of 
that was just a no name. Here, here's an Acer Chromebook that's going to be, you know, part of this Project Evo thing. And so, you know, there's so many fronts that hardware is going to be coming through uh, this year. And so the, these three Chromebooks are a big announcement from Asus, but part of me is now thinking that they're they're back and I'm excited about the the devices but also like yeah you better show up here because it's it's not going to be like most years where there's six or seven big notable chromebooks and there's some education devices like there's going to be a lot of notable chromebooks and I think that's the the part of the factor for Samsung this year too is like you need to make something like Samsung's got it you know it's yeah. it's a red chromebook it'll be out on shelves at Best Buy it's a looker if it's yeah. on sale a lot, like you need to make a bit of a splash. They're they're yeah. going to be able to kind of sell in that in that vein because there's going to be so much competition this yeah. year. I, I BETT is around the corner. There's going to be a bunch of announcements. Those will mostly be education announcements, but that'll probably clear out quite a few of the the, the media tech devices that we've been like, where where are those things? Those yeah. are probably all going to roll up at this point. But you know, we're waiting on Jasper Lake Chromebooks, which you know those don't get everybody all excited, but they're also you know going to be exciting Chromebooks because I right. think the performance is going to be pretty darn good on those and that's the thing. level price. And that's the thing. If they can if they can get the price gap wide enough between the Atom processors and the core processors, they are exciting because we've seen the, what are we on now, Gemini like R. Gemini like R. So the 5000, like the N5000, if that HP X360 with the N5000 wasn't priced the way that it was, I'd recommend it. If it was sure. $299, I'd be like, yeah, go buy it yeah. all day long. And so if we're talking three to... 350 for a lot of these Chromebooks that they're starting to get to where like those Chromebooks are coming with better screens and they're coming with, you know, yeah, some of still the good devices. Right. And, and now performance isn't, it hasn't been an issue all, all this last year. And now performance is going to take a pretty good size step yeah, up. Jasper, like, Jasper Lake's, Lake's supposed to be, to be big, pretty significant. Cause it's shrinking the die, the process, right? Mm-hmm. It's a 10 nanometer. Uh, so better battery life, better performance, better graphics, you know, like, so that's the, all of it's going to play in some interesting ways. If if cheap Chromebooks keep getting better, it's it the mid range affected the high end last year. I think the low end starts affecting the mid range and starts pulling it down even more. So all of a sudden you're like, mm, I need to I need to be getting a lot of Chromebook for five hundred dollars now. Mm-hmm. I'm six and seven hundred dollars now. I'm, there's no need to spend that. I can get really great internals and great performance out of five or six hundred bucks and. Ultimately, it's where we want to see Chromebooks go. Like, if we're going to have an eight or nine hundred dollar device, it should be MacBook style. Like, there should be no uh, oh you trade offs. Right, there's <laughs> no compromise type yeah. devices that have great build qualities, attention to detail, tight tolerances. <clears throat> um, and while you know we we've kind of gone off about the Asus Chromebooks, uh, but I think it's that what they are is it's just indicative of what's probably getting ready to happen. Uh, the CX nine, we'll we'll start with it. It's yeah, going to be let's run through it's going to be expensive. Here. Yeah, like there's just no doubt in my mind this thing's going to be expensive. The comparable thousand dollar plus, you yeah. think? Oh, yeah. easy. The comparable Windows version of this last year, the one that has tenth gen Comet Lake stuff in it right now, it's on Best Buy. The Core i five, uh, two hundred fifty six gigs of storage. I think sixteen gigs of RAM is seventeen hundred dollars at Best Buy. I mean, it is it is a premium premium Chromebook. It's 2.2 pounds. You know, it's a 14-inch display that's sRGB 100%. It's, um, what was the Pantone, other? Pantone. Yeah, Pantone Verified. But it's, it's got mil spec ratings. 400, yeah, 400 nits. 400 nits. nits. Yeah. Um, it's uh, 16 millimeters thick, so it's super thin. 2.2 pounds is crazy light. Um, for reference, LG makes the gram that completely builds its namesake off being light. The 14-inch gram is 2.2 pounds. So this thing is in that kind of category of, wow, I picked this thing up and I can't believe how light it is. For reference, too, most 14-inch Chromebooks are happy to be just under 3 pounds. Yeah. I'm yeah. happy about that. And they feel fine. It's not like, oh, man, this thing's, you know, I'm lugging this massive brick around. Uh, so you're taking, you know, 30, 33% of the weight off of something like that. So, um, you know, that that's bad math. It's more like 30 to 25%. But, um the point being, like the, everything about this thing's premium. You know, magnesium alloy frame. It's got the really cool hinge that really gives you that massive ergonomic lift on your keyboard when you open yeah, it up. Yeah, because like the four thirty six, they said it was a, the ergo lift like, hinge, 
It really wasn't. Yeah, it lifted up like half a centimeter yeah. or something. This thing goes way up. I mean, it, it looks like it comes off the, the, the table about a half inch or so. And that trick allows the what already is a small bezel to slide kind of underneath the bottom part. So it looks like when you're staring at it open, it's all like straight. it has no bezel on the bottom. And it's got those razor thin bezels on the edges. And so it's got a really cool look to it. Fingerprint scanner, USI stylus. Backlit keyboard, this really midnight blue, mm-hmm. awesome color, big, huge six-inch glass trackpad down at the bottom. I'm, if you're looking for premium, you got it. Uh, like for me, it's an interesting Chromebook, and I'm in this spot now where I'm like, man, I, I'm very glad this year that that we get to review Chromebooks, that we get to get our hands on them because I would be in trouble. Uh, my bank account would be in trouble this year because I want to try all these Chromebooks. I'm I'm just as excited about the Samsung Galaxy Chromebook too. Like I, I really am about seeing how it feels and looks and performs. But I'm also excited about this high end, crazy, tricked out CX9. And then for people like like I care more about the feel, the look, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, the screen needs to be good and all that stuff. But then you got people like Gabe that yeah. want all that horsepower too and you're going to be able to get it. I mean, yep. as high spec as we've seen in a Chromebook. Absolutely. I mean, More storage. Have we ever I mean, seen a two terabyte option? We've never, seen, we've a never one. seen a terabyte. I don't think there is a terabyte anywhere. 512, I think, is the highest. So, yeah. did we confirm? Does it go up to two, or are you That's still what not it says sure? on the official spec sheet, but I'm still yeah. not convinced they didn't copy some of that from the Windows device. Yeah. So, we'll see. Two terabyte uh, on, a on a Chromebook. Honestly, a terabyte is. Plenty. It's an insane amount, and 16 gigs of RAM, and a Core i7, and yeah. it's got that Iris Xe graphics. Mm-hmm. And but with but with Chrome OS expanding the way it is, you never know what like what program somebody needs that they're right. doing all this right. stuff and they have all this storage. Like somebody but, might mean, need that. But for and Chrome with OS Thunderbolt now. four, you're going to be able to yeah. transfer stuff yeah. like crazy. I mean, and multiple displays with no issues. Like it yeah. is going to be an absolute monster. But don't discount the fact that Acer will come out with something similar. Um, you know, HP is going to come out with multiple, probably something similar. Lenovo hopefully comes out with a, you know, 11th gen consumer uh, product. Like the one that they've got out right now is a ThinkPad, I think, ThinkPad C13 X490. Yeah, that's the AMD. Niner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. It's not Tiger. Yeah, that's, that's the right. AMD um, uh, Ryzen. And so, yeah, yeah I, you know, I'm hoping that they come out with like a, a new Flex 5, you know, because just because it's 11th gen doesn't mean it has to go crazy high in price. Like that's, we can see all different models. And so, um, you know, Asus needs to cover down on multiple price points, which they've kind of done with this. So then you move on to the, uh, what they called in the press stuff, the flip CX five, but it's later we read another post. It's, they are going to market it as the flip five thirty six C five thirty six. So we had the flip C four three Oh two. And then the four thirty four, 436 we've had a 433 um and so this is the 536 which um i'm guessing is indicative of the monitor size because the fours are always 14 inch devices Mm -hmm. the five is a 15.6 inch device and so uh big convertible striking design panda colors um so if you if you're a obsidian velvet interior (laughs) i mean you know it sounds like a sounds like something a car manufacturer would call their their interior but the fact that they thought to even call it something means they thought about it and like it enough to talk about it so they 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 did enough like the interior keyboard deck and it's gonna be soft and have a finish to it and you know it's all blacked out so they fix the keyboard issues you know no gray keys with you know gray lights behind them that are hard to see that's all gone but it's backlit um, USI pen input, um, 1080p screen. Uh, I don't know if they didn't say anything about Thunderbolt four four for this one, so I'm um, guessing it's not on board. Keypad. Oh yeah, you uh, get a number pad over on the side. Trackpad's crazy wide. Yeah, it's crazy. another six inch. Yeah. They didn't say. I think I read somewhere it might be glass coated as well. I can't remember on that one. Um, but yeah, the metallic, uh, or not metallic, a ceramic white outside, but then all blacked out on the inside. So it's got a cool look to it too. Um, there's some, there are a couple bummers with it. And so I'm hoping that means the price is going to be really reasonable. Uh, it's a 250 nit screen, uh, which I, at this point, I'm just like, don't go below 300. Like 300 needs to be the standard screen. Brightness. Yeah. Um, we like to see 400, but don't go below three, you know, like we're sitting in here in a relatively bright room, and how's the display on the Flex holding up right now? It's okay. 
yeah, it's not maxed great. out. Yeah, but I mean, I'm, if I had paid seven hundred dollars for this, I wouldn't be happy with right. it. Right. You know? So they're going to have to keep that in mind. Like if you if you're going to dodge certain things like that, it doesn't matter if the screen looks good if it's not bright enough in most conditions. And two hundred fifty is on that fence. Like three hundred kind of gets you safe in most environments. 250 in certain certain scenarios you're just going to run into issue uh, with that brightness and so a little bummed to see that but you know internally i3 i5 i7 128s the bottom uh, 256 or 512 nvme storage um you know 8 or 16 gigs of ram so like there's no options on the internals that are like ooh, you probably don't want to go with that one or yeah. they're going to try to sell the lowest end one and and gouge you when it goes up like even the lowest end is going to be 8 128 uh, with a core i3 so and no no thunderbolt so okay. that's pretty sure so the cx9 will be one of the evo uh, intel evo laptops the cx5 or c flip c536 will not be that you should definitely check out the landing page because it's there's a big section right in the center where they have stadia and geforce now yeah right in the middle of the page pretty dope so yeah they they're they're trumpeting that like you can play game you can play these cloud gaming yeah. you, you can do that with Clearly. any book uh, literally any Chromebook, but you know do that on the Duet. <laughs> yeah, but I love I love the look. Um, the the devices look great, um, and I think that this this set of specs is going to give them their mid range. So it's an interesting play to only have a fifteen point six inch mid range, uh, but that's that's where they're going. And then they basically copied that and changed some of the outward aesthetics and made their AMD Ryzen version of that. Uh, so it is the Flip CM five. And it keeps all the other stuff, screen, uh, internal specs, same, uh, except swap out the processor for an AMD Ryzen 3 or a Ryzen 5 processor. Uh, and then they add an additional lower end internal spec of 4 gigs of RAM and 64 gigs of eMMC storage. So that also informs me that between the AMD processor and the lower spec, they're going to aim this one more towards the low end of the spectrum. And so... Uh, now you'll be able to spec it up. You can spec it up to 16 gigs of RAM and uh, a half a terabyte of storage if you choose to go that route. So you do that with a uh, Ryzen 5. Price is obviously going to come up uh, considerably. Right. So, But they also understand that you really only need, because it's, it's the 3 and the 5, right? Yeah. The the Ryzen 3 with 4 gigs of RAM is still going to handle Stadia and stuff fine. like that. Because at, at the top of the landing page for this, they specifically say because uh, the WASD keys are they have the right. orange trim around them it's they bring a brand new flair to cloud gaming so they know that this device is going to be attractive to gamers who are you know trying out stuff like Stadia and stuff like right. that and it's still going to handle it just fine well and when Borealis comes out even the yep. the Ryzen 3s that you know that that integrated GPU on there will smoke a 10th gen uh, Intel processor because the integrated GPU is kind of weak in those, but the the Ryzen should be a little better mm-hmm. at that kind of stuff. And so, you know, even light games in Steam, once that becomes a thing, should be available on these devices. And the, you know, this one is the same same chassis, same thickness, same weight, same everything as the one we just talked about. But the out outer part is what did it say, mineral gray or something? It's like a gunmetal like gray, blasted. Yeah ish finish and then black interior with just those orange highlights still has that obsidian velvet (laughs) texture on the you get the velvet the buttons on the what which buttons does it have no no on the outside oh Oh, yeah yeah so your volume rocker and your power button have that on so it does it's got a it has a real like kind of a pixel phone feel look to it sort of but it's clearly them yeah it's going after gamers there they they have all the rock stuff and yeah and so, so it makes sense that and i wouldn't be surprised we we mentioned this in the office maybe yesterday like i wouldn't be surprised if google came to them and said hey we want to push cloud gaming you know you all can include it geforce doesn't matter just right. we want to push cloud gaming on chromebooks can you all make a device that right, yeah and that? here's a way that you can market a good device that's gamers are gonna like you can make a little money off of it because you, you know it's got the look so you can charge a little bit more right. for it it's not a budget but it's not one of these that you're going to price it out of everyone else's price range either. So, yeah, interestingly, the uh, one of the guys that works here at the office had come to us a few months back, and he was looking for a larger screen Chromebook for him to play Stadia stuff on. Like, he's like, I don't, I'm, I don't want to have to share the TV at home. I want a bigger screen that I can just, you know, sit in my lap and play. And uh, he ended up, we ended up getting him into the uh, Acer 715 15, yep. uh, at Walmart that was on sale. And, you know, it's like Core i3, 4 gigs of RAM or something like that. Plenty. But it's got a 15-inch monitor or screen on it that 
we you know complained about when it came out because it's only like a 220 nit screen. Um, so but if you're sitting a, inside playing games, right, it doesn't matter. It doesn't bother him at all. And so this one's going to have a little bit brighter screen. Probably it's IPS. It'll be a little more colorful Punchy, and yeah. um, you know, and the look of this device is just really pretty awesome looking. Um, so I mean, yeah, especially if the price is right, like this could be an interesting play. And so now when you put all three of these devices together and look at all the possible spec uh, layouts of all of them and then draw them across a board, you know, Asus has, instead of like last year, they were like, hey, here's our Chromebook. Like, did they make any other Chromebooks last year? Nope. 436 came out and that was it, right? They had an EDU model, but no, that's the only and retail. And it was 800 or $1,000. That was your option. And $800 for that device, we looked and we're just like, that. that's just too much. There are too many compromises with this Chromebook. And it just kind of spoiled everything for Asus, you know, from our perspective of, you know, what they're kind of capable of in this space. And now this year they've come back and it's like, here's this widespread. You want to spend a lot of money and get ultra premium everything? Cool. Go do that. You want something, you know, a little less expensive that doesn't maybe have the best processor in it, but it's going to be really fun to play Stadia and GeForce Now. Cool. That's over here, you know. And it's going to be super interesting to watch how it plays out for them this year too. And again, we know there's a bunch more Chromebooks coming. So... You know, to be able to make predictions on like, they're going to kill it here. They're like, I just, I, I don't know how 2021 is going to play out. It's going to be interesting to see where we're at in December, you know, when we're doing deal articles again for the holidays. What, what? in the world this what market's going to look like? What options Holy we're going to have? Moly. Yeah. It's going to be so wild. For anybody who's listening to this podcast, you've probably heard me say plenty of times the more devices we have on the more uh, on the market, the more manufacturers are competing against each other to put out better devices, and consumers will will dictate and and help set prices. Supply and demand will do, yep. will will help drive prices down. And I think you know the more options we have, the better. And oh yeah, and we're getting to this point with with Chrome OS now. I, I mean, I I don't want to draw an exact comparison to to Android, but you know, it's like look at the Android marketplace right now like oh, how many android so phones can you go buy oh, there's a phone for insane. everybody yeah whatever however much money you want to spend how little amount amount of money you want to spend like i get blown away watching uh unbox therapy and some of these phones oh, yeah. that he tests that are really good yeah. for like nothing yeah and you know you're gonna have that sort of stuff with chromebooks and so i i think 2021 is gonna be crazy i could see us at the end of the year trying to we're, it's gonna have to be a team effort to to really hone in the deals and what chromebooks are available oh, and what are on sale and or like, intern or we, like what's the yeah. what's the best of you know best of 2021 how Chromebook's does that gonna shake out like. yeah how do you pick four out of right. what's likely coming because yeah. the manufacturing issues are kind of done like everyone's figured out how to make stuff in in the pandemic now and you know between the between them figuring that stuff out <clears throat> and you know vaccines starting to roll out now like that's not going to be an issue. So it's like, man, what, what all are we going to see? I can't wait. It's, it's yeah. fun. This it's, is, this is what I'm here for. It's always, <laughs> well, right. Exactly. I mean, for, for those of you listening, like it <clears> seems <throat> like we, we obviously are even g- going to be a little overwhelmed because we're a small team, but you know, like that's what we're here for. We're here to find these devices and try them out and, and, and kind of boil this stuff down for you all so that you can then go make an informed decision. Right. Um, and so, I mean, yeah, that's that's what we get paid to do, man. So it's it's uh, it's fun to think about. And I it's so fun because CES kind of always does this a little bit. This year has been weird because we're not out in Vegas, but like we always leave CES like just excited for the year, the new yeah. tech that's coming, the new things that are coming out and like, it, it almost just kind of like it's the starter to the fire, you know, that's going to be coming. I think this year is going to be especially crazy. Just it is. It's it's a culmination of things, really. I mean, it's not just one thing that's going to make it explode. I think it's, it's a like, culmination oh, ever, of things. They didn't get their stuff out last year, so there's going to be more this year. It's that well, plus all the stuff that's already planned for this year. Oh, and the fact that Chromebooks just in general are catching on. Exactly. Right. I, I think that that's, and, that's a good and portion an enterprise. Of it, yeah. and, like it's. All it's these coming things. from all angles, and like it, the next couple of years, I think are going to be massive. I mean, dude, for, think, for Chrome OS. think about how many people right now are using a Chromebook that 
a year and a half ago. Didn't even know what ago, it was. Maybe didn't even know what it was. Well, I mean, or remember care we used to about say this a couple the, the value of it, but we they now know. Right, and a couple of years ago, remember we were like, I bet you if you went down the street and asked people, hey, uh, would you ever consider buying a Chromebook? We would have said conservatively ninety five out of hundred of them would have been like, what do you? What is a Chromebook? They don't even know, let alone consider it. I feel like right now we could walk down there and ask people if they've considered buying a Chromebook, and I bet eight out of ten of them. We either say, yeah, I thought about it, or I heard about it, or I saw it, or my yeah. kids brought one, or we're like, that's ridiculous if you think about it. Like the difference exactly. in just a couple years. Yeah, you remember? Of the I remember awareness. when we first started just doing this, like really, really writing for the website. How geeked we would get when we were like, you know, one of us would be out of town or at a coffee shop, and we were so like, dude, I just saw somebody with a Chromebook. Yeah. It was mind blowing, and now it's like, don't go to coffee shops nearly as much as we used to, but. It's not unusual to go to somewhere where there are people sitting and someone has a Chromebook. It's almost like, oh, or, yeah, they got a Chromebook. Or you're on yeah, it's it's totally a TV normal. show. You're like, oh, man, what is it? Whip yeah. open a Chromebook. You know, yeah, it's totally like, normal now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we saw one the other. Uh, We've been telling oh, you for years. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We've been telling you. One of you. the big <laughs> online schools. Um, it's I don't think it's Southern New Hampshire. 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 Yeah, I'm from New Hampshire. <laughs> Southern New Hampshire. <laughs> it's either that or Phoenix. It's either Phoenix Online and like there's two different scenes in the commercial where there one of them's on a pixel book. I'm like, yeah. That's, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And it's just not rare anymore. And nope. then, you know, we still, there's still a long way to go. You know, it's Absolutely. not like, Oh, Chromebooks are, have arrived. It's not, we, we, it's not totally matured yet. The market no is not matured at all. And, and the OS still hasn't either. No. You know, like it's, there's still a ways for it to go, but it's getting ready to turn 10, you know? And, yeah, that's exciting. It's yeah, still you know. on a six-week update cycle. Yeah, and and I think in the next few years, like I think we're finally getting to the point where we're starting to see, like, okay, we're not going to see as many, like, wow, look at that new feature to the OS. Like, they're going to be these refinements. It's refinements, exactly. Uh, but there's still lots of new features coming. Like, Chrome OS 89 is going to be cram-packed with oh, new yeah. stuff uh, that we've been tracking for a year. And there's room for lots of other things, but... To me, it's now the point where it's like, oh, now there's room for really thinking through and refining how those things animate on the screen and how this moves to this and how that talks to this and, you know, refining the ecosystem a little more mm-hmm. around everything versus just adding new features. Yeah, because right now, yeah, right now, a lot of the focus on, is on the out-of-box experience because you do have so many new people coming to Chrome OS. They need to be able to open one up and navigate how to use it, you yeah. know, because and, and, it used to be... You open it up, you cool. logged in, Get and going. it's like, I mean, now what? But now yeah. you have all these walkthroughs and tips yep. and all this stuff, and it's uh, it's, it's a it's, it is a maturing OS, yeah. Um, and you know, it's, it's keeping it's, us busy. Yeah, we're excited to be <laughs> along for the ride. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are. But I remember once upon a time sitting and thinking, what are we going to do during those weeks when there's just not any content to write about? <laughs> like, seriously, yeah. like we were like, man, w- what's going to happen? Cause like things might dry up or there's nothing, you know, we don't have anything. We had to drum up stuff to cover. Now it's like, it, it, we just can't, you, there's too much all the time. I mean, it's, yeah. it's just and, constant. Yeah. It's, yeah. And it, which is awesome. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. Um, no complaints. It's just awesome. And yeah. the cooler part is it's becoming more and more just about Chromebooks <clears throat> and Chrome OS. Like, we used to, and we still do cover, you know, Google services and all that kind of stuff. But we used to have to do that because there wasn't there might not filler. be anything to yeah. talk about from Chromebooks right now. So let's talk about this stuff. And like the the longer it goes, I mean, I haven't written about anything other than a Chromebook or Chrome OS, and I don't know, it's been weeks, mm-hmm. you know. And and granted, you know, Michael covers down on a lot of that Google related stuff, but. Used to, I'd, even with that, I would still like feel I've got it. Like I got to write something today, so I'm gonna I'm gonna find something you know to talk about. And I have a whole list of things to write about upcoming features and flags I found and all this. Like, and and now we're gonna have hardware coming in left and right. And so it's it's wild. Uh, it's 2021 is going to be wild. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like we we obviously experienced some some you know, just interesting growth during the pandemic because people were searching for Chromebooks and searching for cloud computing stuff and searching for Zoom, you know, how-tos or Google Meet how-tos and all this sort of stuff. And it's like, we grew through that. And now it's like, you know, there's more people coming to our website more than ever. There's more people listening to our stuff, watching our videos. And it's like, 
it's just such an awesome position to be in to see the the ecosystem as a whole get to where it's at and, and where we think right. it's going to go this year and and we've like i said it's like we've been telling people it's like i swear this this operating system is the future you know it's like yeah so it's cool stuff but folks i think that's it for today unless you guys have something else we talked we talked no. through all the chromebooks no. and ces and the future of chromebooks that we didn't think we were going to talk about i didn't even yeah. i didn't even bring in my notepad today i didn't even take no. notes we knew we just we knew. knew. There's we just, enough to talk about. We're just going to sit and talk. So, uh, But yeah, we appreciate you all tuning in, and we're going to link everything like normal, and we'll catch you guys next week. See you. Hey, guys. Thanks for tuning in. You can find show notes over at chromeunbox.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to stay up to date with everything that's happening in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, make sure to check out our website, chromeunbox.com. And follow us on social media by searching for at Chrome Unboxed. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.